<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Tuesday, August 4th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Spider-Man will be exclusive to the PlayStation version of Marvel's Avengers. It's no longer rumor. Blizzard employees are frustrated over pay disparities. Microsoft's game streaming service, xCloud, launches in September. Halo Infinite's multiplayer will be free to play. And Fall Guys is out today. Marvel's Avengers' Spider-Man will be exclusive to PlayStation. For... A little behind the scenes on the production of Gaming Ride Home. I woke up and wrote up a big segment yesterday about rumors that Spider-Man would be an exclusive character for PlayStation that had surfaced over the weekend. I shared some optimistic skepticism, quoted Game Informer's editor-in-chief Andrew Reiner's shared skepticism. I recorded it, I edited it, and I hit publish, took a break, and then logged online to see about an hour or two prior. Sony had confirmed that Spider-Man would be exclusive to PlayStation. It was no longer a rumor. So if you were listening to yesterday's episode while browsing Twitter and wondered why I was talking about the Marvel's Avengers Spider-Man rumors while everyone was sharing memes related to their frustrations about the non-rumor confirmed exclusivity, well, you know, that's why. It's bound to happen occasionally. But in any case, it's no longer rumor. Spider-Man as a playable character will be exclusive to the PlayStation version of Marvel's Avengers. On the one hand, it's exciting because Spider-Man is the best and I want to play as Spider-Man. But it's also disappointing because that's a pretty big element of the game to relegate to just one platform. The blog announcing the exclusivity doesn't have a lot of additional details and mostly shares Crystal Dynamics associate art director Jeff Adams' long-term appreciation for the character, along with a lot of classic Spider-Man art that is presumably being used to generate Spider-Man's look for the game. It seems like Crystal Dynamics' take on Spider-Man will not be associated with the insomniac Spider-Man. As Adam wrote on the blog when he was talking about important moments in his life, today is one such moment for me because I get to be the first to announce that our own Crystal Dynamics take on Spider-Man is teaming up with Miss Marvel, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, and Black Widow of Marvel's Avengers. Writing specifically that it's Crystal Dynamics' take is the clue there that it will be a new Spider-Man, I think. He will be added to the game for free, he won't be paid DLC, and he will be coming next year. Marvel's Avengers releases September 4th. Blizzard employees anonymously surface documents to highlight pay disparity within the company. Blizzard employees are frustrated by the pay disparity it is currently experiencing between the typical worker at the company and its executives, and recent efforts by the company to correct this were simply not enough, according to internal anonymous sources. Jason Schreier, master video games industry news scooper, who has 
continued his streak of news scoops after leaving Kotaku to join Bloomberg a few months ago, reported on the issues facing Blizzard and wrote, In 2019, after an internal survey revealed that more than half of Blizzard workers were unhappy with their compensation, the company told staff it would perform a study to ensure fair pay, according to people familiar with the situation. Blizzard implemented the results of the study last month, which led to an outcry on the company's internal Slack messaging boards. One employee then created a spreadsheet and encouraged staff to share their compensation information. The anonymous document, reviewed by Bloomberg News, contains dozens of purported Blizzard salaries and pay bumps. Most of the raises are below 10%, significantly less than Blizzard employees said they were expected following the study. Schreier did not share the full document in the article, which is linked in the show notes, but he did tweet a single line from the document sharing the CEO's salary, which is baseline about $1.7 million annually, but it also included an additional $29 million in bonus slash stock, which is troubling as it calls into question what is considered an executive's salary when these kind of numbers are being publicly reported. Those numbers are all the more frustrating when you remember that last year, Blizzard eliminated a lot of jobs, laying off hundreds of employees. Schreier continued later in his story, one veteran Blizzard employee told Bloomberg News they received a raise of less than 50 cents an hour. They are making less now than they did almost a decade ago because they are working fewer overtime hours than they did back then. Several former Blizzard employees said they only received significant pay increases after leaving for other companies, such as nearby rival Riot Games Incorporated in Los Angeles. Again, that story is linked in the show notes. It's a frustrating issue that is not unique to the video game industry, but it is an ongoing problem, in part stemming from the excitement surrounding the general idea of making video games. It's an exciting industry and people will accept lower pay in order to be part of it with the expectation that they will be able to grow to a better salary over time. But as is clear with this example, it doesn't often happen, which is a bummer. One of the best ways to counter these issues is to unionize, which the video game industry has been pushing against in a big way for a long time. Hopefully stories like this will help move that process along. Microsoft's xCloud game streaming service is launching on September 15th. xCloud, Microsoft's streaming service that will, optimistically, let you stream Xbox games to just about any platform, including your phone, has a launch date. It will be somewhat limited when it launches on September 15th, but it's still pretty exciting. From the blog post announcing the launch date, it reads, Beginning September 15th, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members can play more than 100 games from the cloud on their Android phone or tablet. Cloud gaming will launch in beta for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members in 22 markets to ensure stability as we scale the feature to millions of gamers. When cloud gaming launches as part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, players will have access to more than 100 high-quality games playable from the cloud, including Minecraft Dungeons, Destiny 2, Tell Me Why, Gears 5, Yakuza Kiwami 2, and more. And as we've committed to providing day one access to new titles from Xbox Game Studios as part of Xbox Game Pass, it's our intent to make those same games available in the cloud from the day they release. We'll have more to share about the full catalog of games as we approach launch. 
That blog is linked in the show notes. As an iPhone user, which is what I think most people are, just statistically, not trying to start a platform debate or anything, I'm disappointed that it won't be available on iPhones right away. That is the element of game streaming I am the most eager to take part in, streaming games to my phone. It's the big shortcoming for Google Stadia right now, in my mind, that I can't use the service to stream games to my iPhone. But I think Microsoft is trying to limit xCloud initially just to help get it on its feet, which, you know, is probably smart. Also, just as a reminder, because things like Game Pass and Netflix are sometimes kind of perceived as free services because so many people are subscribed to them and use them a lot and they've all done good marketing to encourage you to forget that it's sort of, you know, cherry picking at your bank account once a month, but Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which will add XCloud services next month, is 14.99 a month. It's a pretty undeniably great deal for the access to games you receive and all that. And I I am a happy subscriber. I'm a happy customer, but it's always worth remembering that it is a paid service. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. And speaking of Microsoft and Xbox stuff in general, Halo Infinite announced recently that its multiplayer will be free to play. This is actually some news that was shared late on Friday, but I forgot to get it into the queue yesterday. But when Halo Infinite launches at some point later this year, its multiplayer component will be free to play. So if you are not a Game Pass subscriber and don't care about Halo's story campaign, you are in luck. The official Halo Twitter account tweeted, Halo is for everyone. We can confirm Halo Infinite multiplayer will be free to play and will support 120 FPS on Xbox Series X. More details will be shared later. The one downside to that announcement, and I would love to be wrong about this, is that the multiplayer being free to play implies to me that there will be some kind of microtransaction shenanigans. Like, being able to buy loot boxes or something to customize your Spartan or Elite, depending on how all that works, that's disappointing. But maybe they will figure out some interesting way to do it. Maybe being a Game Pass subscriber or being an owner of the game nets you some additional bonuses or something. So the free multiplayer serves as an incentive to become a Game Pass subscriber or buy the game or something like that, I I think I would be okay with that. One question I have had about Halo Infinite that thankfully has been answered is that the campaign will have split-screen co-op for up to two players and up to four players playing online. 
The local split-screen element, I think, is crucial. Its absence was a big reason why Halo 5 just didn't hit nearly as hard as other Halo games. It's the only Halo campaign I didn't finish. It wasn't because it was lacking split-screen multiplayer in my personal case, but I remember when that detail about the game surfaced, people were, I think, understandably just flabbergasted. Halo and split-screen co-op campaign, I mean, that goes hand-in-hand. That's been there from the beginning. I am glad they are correcting that for Infinite. Here's what released today. Fall Guys is out today, which is a game where a large group of people battle each other and luck to make it to a finish line, one goofy obstacle course at a time. It's a really fun premise, and my kid and I had a good time with it playing it during the beta It already seems like it's on its way to be a hit as it is getting talked about and streamed a lot. And the official Fall Guys Twitter account is already talking about beefing up its servers. It tweeted early this morning, just spoke to my friends in the server team, and we have at least 120,000 people connected to the game right now. We're currently beefing up our servers to cope with all of the beans who want to fall. There will be occasional interruptions for the next 30 minutes. By the time you're listening to this, that next 30 minutes has long expired, so hopefully things are running smoothly by now. The game is available on PC and PlayStation 4, and is also available as a PlayStation Plus game. There is certainly skill to being successful in Fall Guys, but there is also a lot of luck, which makes me wonder about the long-term longevity of the game, but today, I think you'll be seeing a lot of people playing it, including myself. I am looking forward to playing it tonight. Scully is also out today, which is a platformer where you play as a round skull stranded on an island where a family of gods are arguing. I will talk about it a little bit more in the closing segment of the show, but I played it a bit and I thought it was pretty cool. Hellbound is out today on PC. It pulls a lot of inspiration from Doom and calls itself a 90s first-person shooter 30 years later. It specifically looks like recent Doom games as it moves very fast and appears to take place in Hell or in a place that very much resembles hell. It's weird to see this game released not too far removed from Doom Eternal, but if you liked Doom Eternal, but have finished it and want to shoot more demons while moving at a high speed, check out Hellbound. Relicta is out today, which is a game I am eager to check out. I have it downloaded, but I haven't had a chance to try it yet. It's a first-person puzzle game where you are launching yourself, and it seems cubes through various stages of gravity. It has a bit of a portal vibe to it, which is all I really need to hear, honestly. It's out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Stadia today. Spitlings is out today on PC, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Switch. It's a single-screen cooperative multiplayer game where you play as colored cubes who can spit at each other and at enemies. It looks weird, but it's also one that you probably need to get your hands on to see how it works. The PlayStation 4 version of Wargroove, the Advance Wars-inspired strategy game that came out early last year, got the free Double Trouble DLC update today, which adds a 15-plus hour co-op-enabled story campaign to the game, according to the press release. And it also brings cross-play to the game, which means disparate platforms can play together, which is always a good thing. Wargroove is not my personal groove, but... From people I trust, like Game Informer editor and MinMax buddy Serial Vasquez, who once confidently claimed he still thinks about Advance Wars every day, Wargroove is supposed to be quite good. 
That's it for gaming news today. I played more Paper Mario, the Origami King, last night. I am still approaching it from a weird perspective where I am enjoying it, but I am I'm just not in love with it. I am playing it while I wait for something much more exciting and impressive to pull me away, but I just I haven't found that game yet. So in the meantime, I will keep having an overwhelmingly decent time with Paper Mario. I did check out Scully a bit, which is a game that came out today that I mentioned in the new releases section of the podcast. It was it was literally just like two minutes ago. I didn't play a lot, so I don't have a ton to say about it, but it's a platformer where you play as a skull, so you're essentially playing as a ball, and it affects platforming in weird ways that generally makes you move faster, you roll more, which lets you maintain momentum in your platforming, and you're small, and the game controls well, so it's not too hard to land on small platforms. I also liked the little bit of story that I experienced. The story is light, mostly handled by an ethereal voiceover from a character that sounds a lot like Chris Pratt, but isn't Chris Pratt, and they explain that they've awoken you to help them navigate this mysterious island and reconcile differences among his family who all appear to be powerful gods. I like what I played. I plan on playing more, you know, after I potentially finish Paper Mario. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info and Please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. You can also find me on The MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussions. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.